The COVID-19 pandemic has turned the world against China. And it's not only because the virus originated in China or that the government didn't do anything to stop the infection from spreading globally, but mainly because the world has come to a harsh realization. We are dependent for almost everything on China. And not only are the countries bracing themselves for perhaps the worst economic crisis in history, they are also preparing themselves to witness yet another cold war. This time, it is US versus China. And China is no USSR. It is way more powerful. Tune into my podcast, The Rise of China, to witness China's miraculous rise, the present global scenario, and Xi Jinping's ambitious plan to dominate the world. We talk about the most ambitious project ever undertaken by a nation in the last episode of Rise of China, the Belt and Road Initiative, simply known as the BRF. Now, we took a very diplomatic approach, if I must say. We kept our judgments and biases aside, something which is very hard to do when it comes to China, and looked at this mega project in a way that it should be, at least intends to be. But the BRI has its share of legitimate controversies, which has made us think about the actual goals of China, whether it's really about global development or modern colonialism. I think I made it pretty clear in the previous episode about the magnitude of BRI. Just the area that it covers and the heavy load projects involved is so huge. Actually, let's visualize the BRI again like the last time, but this time specifically about the projects. By the way, if you find this podcast boring, you can also check out images and videos on YouTube, especially from Vox and Vice News. They have covered it pretty well. So, China is building hydropower plants in Nepal, Pakistan, Brazil. It has built two railway lines in East Africa and a brand new parliament for Zimbabwe. Yes, you heard that right. A brand new parliament for Zimbabwe. It has completed pipelines in Eurasia, a port and airport in Sri Lanka. And, well, it has just done too much. It's just way too big. Let's get to the main point. How many of these countries can actually afford it? Now, see, China does not do these projects for free after all. I mean, most of these are loan-based projects wherein the Chinese state-owned banks provide these countries with cheap and easy loans for a long time frame. And several countries have happily taken these loans also. As A, they are in desperate need of the infra projects that China promises. B, the Chinese banks provide the loans on much simpler terms unlike other multilateral organizations such as IMF and World Bank. Hence the process is faster. And C, these countries need the support of a major global power and China seems to offer them just that. Something which the West never did. But here is the problem. According to the Center for Global Development 2018, 33 out of the 68 countries involved have a credit rating of below the standard BBB or an investment grade score of 12. This basically means that the probability of these countries repaying the loan is low and hence deemed risky. Now, according to the World Bank, the debt to GDP ratio for a developing country should not exceed 50%. But most of the member countries already have an alarming debt-to-GDP ratios and the BRI lending has made the situation irreversibly worse. Now I know you might argue that this was the whole point of the BRI, to build stuff for these poor countries and hence the debt-to-GDP thing was anyways a natural thing to happen 
and instead of looking at these numbers we must look at the immediate gains it will bring to the member countries in terms of employment and growth right but it hasn't turned out to be that way okay take for example the tiny state of montenegro in europe china has been building a 3.2 billion dollar highway that connects the state to serbia and cuts the travel time by half but people claim that there's no point of this expensive project as this increases the debt burden of montenegro to more than 80% of its gdp and for a country of just 600000 people it makes no sense the project is also dubbed as a route to nowhere with over 100 miles of roads bridges and tunnels its estimated cost is 3.2 billion dollars according to gergic more than half of montenegro's annual gdp Similarly China built an international airport and a new port for Sri Lanka but these two projects have literally not benefited the citizens at all as the airport is one of the emptiest in the world and the Habantota port gets overshadowed by the bulk of the trade going to the Colombo port but the Habantota port is an interesting story and brings us to the crux of the issue In Sri Lanka, China loaned about 1.5 billion dollars for a new deepwater port. It was a key stop on the Maritime Silk Road. By 2017, it was clear Sri Lanka couldn't pay back the loan, so instead they gave China control of the port as part of a 99-year lease. They did a similar thing in Tajikistan where they got a piece of their sovereign land. These two cases have raised many eyebrows around the world as to what is really the ultimate goal of China. The phrase Debt trap diplomacy became popular after these incidents. Countries and experts warned that China is using debt as a weapon in order to pressure these countries into an economic freefall and to take away sovereign lands and assets due to the non-compliance of loans. Eastern Africa and Pakistan are jokingly referred to as Chinese territories only nowadays, as the Chinese involvement is huge and influences the decisions of these nations in a major way. Though there has been a positive impact of the BRI in some African nations in the form of employment and connectivity, it is feared that these countries won't be able to service the loans due to poor revenue collection, disproportionate growth, and inherently corrupt governments. BRI has pushed countries like Kenya, Ethiopia, and Djibouti into high debt distress, recovering from which seems unlikely. And when it comes to Pakistan, the China. Pakistan Economic Corridor or CPEC is the flagship project of China. Aisa lagta hai jaise pura Pakistan ka development ab China karwayega. From power plants to grid lines to roads and ports, the estimated cost of CPEC is said to be 60 billion USD. Hence the most expensive part of the BRI and also the most important. As through Pakistan, China is connected to Africa and the Middle East for important resources. But because of its failing economic and political system brf further increases the chances of pakistan losing its identity but how has the covid-19 pandemic affected the most ambitious plan ever taken and what lies in front of china's world dominance plan especially since countries are now reevaluating their decisions as to just how much power they have given china when it comes to the global economic machinery This was a really really brief look into the actual plan of China and if you want more material regarding this topic there are a lot of good links in the show notes do check them out the next episode will not only be the finale of my series but also a temporary farewell to the undismal paradox podcast puru rava will be joining me once again in the final episode do check it out till then stay safe and goodbye